0: Bring, get one of those tickers that people use on trains to kind of count passengers and every card that you mill, click, and at the end of the tournament, go, I milled 451 cards. <laughs>
1: Bonjour à tous et bienvenue sur Anjaïa Derrière le Trône, je suis Vincent, je vous accueille pour cet épisode 86, je suis rejoint par Dave Hello. et par Tony, Hello. à qui je laisse la parole immédiatement, bon épisode à tous That was good, wasn't it <laughs> I hope you liked it guys, it's the French taking over
0: yeah. Well we figure this week of all weeks, you know, we can give the you know, let the French off. I mean I'm Scottish, I'm quite I'm quite content to kind of let the French take over a little bit. Dave, you may be thinking differently. Well Vince and I ended up at Piccadilly Circus at Circus last night and
2: that was quite scary.
0: Yeah.
1: There were a lot of French people. <laughs> a lot of smoke, a lot of French people, yeah for sure. Some chance here and there. It was nice. I liked it. All that in French. See that's that's what happens when we don't record for a long time.
0: <laughs> we have—it's been such a long time since we've recorded an episode that France have won a World Cup by default because everyone else was rubbish.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's been that—it's been that long. It's been so long, that, it's been so long that football nearly came home. <laughs> we didn't talk about it once.
1: <laughs> can you imagine that you can say, yeah? This is the first podcast since football nearly came home. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Boss. Um,
2: Now, if people were listening to this and they weren't big into Thrones, we could even say, this is the first podcast we've recorded since before the European Championships. And it will sound like we've just not spoken to each other for over two years. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that may be true (laughs) at this point. I'm not 100% sure. Episode
1: 86 recorded in 2015. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is
0: indeed episode 86. It's been a long time coming. The last time we were talking together, we were talking about the European Championships. And we all went to the European Championship, question mark. Vince, you were there, all right? I did see you there. I was indeed. Yeah, I it was such a long time ago, I've forgotten whether you were there. It's fucking freaking bad it was.
1: I was there. I didn't do great, but I was there. Enjoyed it from start to finish. I don't think any of
0: us three present on this particular uh, conversation did particularly well at Euros, but uh, how was your European Championship, Dave? I, I missed the cut by one game, so
2: that was frustrating. I lost to I want to say two Tyrell decks, where I felt on top for the entire game until like the second last turn, when they're just like, Tyrell. Tyrell. I was like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Q- QT played... Uh, uh, filthy accusations on my Aria when I valid, and I was like, ah, oh, what right into that one. Didn't yeah, I? that's not fair true. play to him. Yeah, couldn't crawl it back from there. Mm. And uh, the other chap just renowned, and I was sad. Uh, and then I played a winning in against Savvy, and Savvy is a pleasure to play against, and it was a it was a really fun game. But it, my god, it was frustrating. <laughs> I had dropped, uh, I was playing Martel Wolf, and I dropped uh, Broken Ties pretty much the day before mm. in favor of Valada Harris, thinking the Tyrell matchup needed it. As it turned out, the Tyrell matchup was, you know I either didn't need Val Harris in most games or it wouldn't have made a difference. Mm. And Breaking Ties would have probably won me that last game because it'd have got rid of all those frozen solids. Oh. So Yeah. A complete my hubris of not wanting to play the OP champ card. Possibly <laughs> possibly cost me cost me the tournament, I'll say, in fact. <laughs>
0: Sam <laughs> so was still playing that Stark Rains deck that he was playing back in Manchester when he thumped me <laughs> as well, right? Great, great little deck, well piloted. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Bastard. Yeah, but, ba- yeah, bastard, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm absolutely 100% with you on that. You were playing a fun deck, though, weren't you, Tony? I made a, well, you could call it either a terrible decision or a genius decision on the morning of Euros. I'd brought two decks with me. One, do you know what? I can't even remember what the other deck was. Um, because the deck I played just eclipsed it in uh, quality and and reputation, really. Um, I had a conversation with someone and said, should I play this or should I play Lanny Pillage? And they went, oh, you play Lanny Pillage, you idiot. And so I played uh, Lannister Greensight most of the day. Not all of the day, but certainly most of the day. And um, (laughs) everyone, as everyone knows, the... The European Championships were held at the UK Games Expo, which meant there were some distractions. Which meant that if, for whatever reason, you weren't particularly uh, committed to being to carrying on for all six or seven rounds of the Swiss, I can't remember, then yeah, if you weren't doing too well, there was plenty of things to kind of drop out and go and see. My uh, games with the Lanny Pillage deck were some of the most entertaining games I've played in Second Edition. I did get beaten in every single one, but that kind of wasn't the point. <laughs> I mean, it was Absolutely. it was the point because it was the European Championships. It was the point because it was a tournament, and if you ain't winning, well, then you're losing. Then you're going to be out. But it really wasn't the point. It was, as I think you said before, when we were talking about the deck um, on, what, you know, however many years ago we recorded that episode. Before the European Championships. Before the European Championships, yeah, euros <laughs> Um, it's more, playing that deck is more kind of sitting and waiting until kind of realisation dawns on your opponent's face about potentially how much trouble they might be in. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of sit there in the first couple of rounds, they go, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, I'll get my game together, da 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 And then you win a couple of challenges and three or four pillages a turn and the Dragon's tails come out and suddenly they start kind of picking up, What the first time they pick up their deck or whatever, they go, oh, oh, <laughs> um, where the fuck are all my cards? And um, when a Martel player watches all their good events go to the discard pile and uh, they love the discard pile being filled up but at the same time it can be filled up a little bit too much I think I played 3.1 games the point one because my opponent didn't turn up so I'm going to take I took it as a win obviously I had to the other 3 games I got my opponents I'm pretty much down to about 10 cards in every game um, nice yeah, which, would, which was really good, but I couldn't. I just couldn't push through. First one was against Tyrell. Unfortunately, I had pillaged all his uh, power grabbing events into his discard pile, and then flipped was exactly the wrong time. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't quite think he could push through as many challenges as he could, but he did. So, yeah, he got them. But he only had like ten cards left in his deck. Then it was a Martel Wars to come which uh, was quite fun, again, because the, the the look on my opponent's face was uh, very entertaining when he kind of thought he might actually be in some trouble. <clears throat> but uh, I couldn't stop him pulling off a fucking Doran's game for like 25 power or whatever at the end. And then I played against our friend Floor from Belgium, who was playing Martel Wolf. And for some reason, Martel Wolf is my nemesis, and I cannot beat it no matter what I do. And also, he knew the deck inside out because he'd been playing it on the Iron Throne over the last, the previous week, so he knew exactly what to do exactly <laughs> what not to do. So he was very entertained watching it being played and playing against it because he knew exactly what was happening where and when. Um, but absolutely, ab- absolutely destroyed me. and I think I got down to about twelve cards. Mm. So after like four games, uh, that was kind of after lunch. I had decided that while it had been very entertaining playing White Pillage all day, it was time to go and do other things. And uh, so I did. Okay,
2: that kind of. Uh yeah, a quick uh, side point: uh, the new restricted list came out and hurt Lannister Green site, which was truly heartbreaking. And people may have seen my post on the on the worldwide Facebook group. Just yeah, there's just no need to restrict annals no. and
0: dragons tail. Yeah, <laughs> it was very sad times. Yeah, but you know, there are
2: ways around it. There are ways around it. And there are thoughts coming. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm gonna all, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on trying. Yep. And if I can make it better or even playable again, you'll you'll see me with it as soon as possible. Excellent. Um, Vince, before you talk about your European Championship experience and how um you went out to uh Portugal on penalties, uh, oh no, it wasn't penalties, the next time goal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. The past is more important than the, the present, as I said. The weekend, we've still won two World Cups as well in a much better sport, so it's fine. Um. You've played against Lannister Greensight, possibly more than any player in the country, mm-hmm. or indeed the world. Uh, yes, this is true. How do you find that? How do you? How is that experience?
1: It is an amazing moment every time <laughs> that, that doubles every time Tywin is on the board. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's really cool because. Uh, the, the deck plays a bit of a different game than the others, so you still have room to play your deck, the deck that you wanted to uh, to play, that you build with the mechanics that you wanted to put into you still lose because they're playing a different game I mean, I yeah. still lose when I play against Dave that's the truth <laughs> <laughs> I must have won like, one game we played probably 25 or 30 times wow. where you had the, the Lannister, Pillage and uh, Greensight and um, I was playing whatever deck I must have won maybe once. Wow. I'm not even sure. Yeah,
2: not too many, yeah. certainly.
1: But uh, yeah, even more before restriction. Uh, the first time it makes you laugh because you're like, oh, that's fun, that works. And the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, you're like, oh, God, it's consistent.
0: Yeah, that's the worst, <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the dreaded C word for that, isn't it? It's actually been able to do it over and over again. Yeah.
1: yeah. But that's I mean, every time amazing. Every time amazing.
2: It's remarkable how often Ty, you know, Pillage Tywin is drawn to our kitchen, and that in the kitchen I have Tywin turn one every single game. And there's, you know, I can, I can mulligan away from him, and I'll still get him. Do
0: you, a, do you have a copy like sellotaped underneath your table, kind of like a shotgun and, a, and like a Western, where you can kind of put your just put your hand under and go, oh, it looks like I've set up Tywin again and again and again. It's gonna fall That's out from your sleeve or whatever.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I start to know this Taiwan very, very well and all its potential interactions. That's amazing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Really good.
2: So uh how was your uh, European championships Vince? Um
1: well uh I was at Europe at uh, Euros. I did three and four in the end. Um I have had gone to Tourne for the Hand, Tournoi de la main, uh, a month before that, a bit more than a month before that. Uh, where I had um, a good result with uh, Martel Crack and I was playing. I I already thought that I was more lucky than anything else. I had had a couple of good matchups and the meter wasn't really at all, or certainly not as um, tight and competitive as it would be at uh, Euros. So through the month between that and Euros, I tried to think about a couple of other decks I would want to play, but I never really found anything that I would be comfortable enough playing. Mm-hmm. So I on the last minute call, like 24 last 24 hours call, I went back to Martel Kraken and I took that with just a, a few slight, uh, differences to euros. I was, uh, very, I would say uh, very happy. I guess that's, that's the right word. I had a conversation about the deck with Brian Jones, who I'm very sorry if he hears this because he, he sent a message on, on Facebook that I haven't, I still have to reply to. So it will come out from us. Um, or maybe the the answer will lie in these words. Uh, but, um, so we had a, a discussion that was very nice, and I it suggested a few changes, some that I made, some that I didn't. Um, and I went through four a few key moments. Well, that's very easy. So how the game plays, how the deck plays is basically uh, the turn one doesn't really matter, and that's turn two that your game starts, where you'll try you will try to build. Uh, your hand, build your board to then have a very strong reset and take it over from there. So, as you just understood, reset is very important and the moment you play it also very mat- matters very much. So, various, Valar and all these things. And in two of the games I lost that I could have won, which would have brought me through the to the cut, I simply played my reset one turn too late. So it was a bit sad, but that's how it is. I had a very, very cool game against Joel Pearson as well, who was playing Tyrell Walls, I believe. He made it to the cut. And it was like round three or four. My first defeat of the day, I believe. And uh, all props to him because um, he played a very... He didn't play time, even though the game went to time. He played quickly enough to make sure that there wasn't any stalling going on. And All props to him because if he had stalled even a turn or two he would have had the win. I mean, no questions asked. So thanks again, for Joel, for that. It was really appreciated. (laughs) Um, And uh, the game finished on the last turn. He won on time, I believe. And uh, just because I was lacking one goal to then reset and then come back, he had a lot of renown on his uh, characters, obviously, as uh, Tyrell do. And uh, yeah, so just a bit sad about that. Other than that, oh yeah, maybe the very last uh, game of the tournament I was already eliminated. I go on Justin Pavilion to see my um, my opponent, which happens to be Reinhardt, um, European <laughs> and world champion, uh, holding European and world champion at the time. So I was very happy about that. I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to play against a, a great player, and I had heard very good things about him as well. So sit in front of him, uh, say hi, and have a the beginning of the setup, then heads on spikes and lose. <laughs> was very <laughs> 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 he basically I believe turn one turn one he had on spikes by Varys So I was like, okay. He was playing a uh, Targaryen walls, but very similar to the Targaryen Lord of the Crossing that took him to win Euros and Worlds. So yeah, twice in Zone Spikes, two very good picks. Um, not a great draw and he had Cal Drogo um, turn one with uh, Ago, I believe. So it just went very quickly and by beginning of turn three it was already over. Oh, it's a bit
0: the, 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 right, the, the reigning world and European champion shouldn't have
1: that level of luck. Do you know what I mean? That's
0: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it happens, and I mean, he didn't make it to the cut, so I guess he didn't have that level of luck. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah, yeah good point. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes you know, it's these cards. I mean, I was playing it on Spikes myself, but I have the I have the the gut to believe that it will fit in the mechanic of my deck. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, sometimes the card just wins you the game, right? Mm. Mm. So that's for my Euros. To be fair, I've tried to play your deck as well, Mm -hmm. and I think
0: I tried to play, um, like the week after you did really well at at the Paris tournament, I thought, oh, we'll we'll give this a shot, and I played three games in a row and lost all three games. Um, And Luke just looked at the deck and kind of went, yeah, this uh, this is for a better player than me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I <believe> the, <laughs> I mean, the idea of the deck was really a, a meta call at the time when I I mean, I had that in the back of my mind for a long time And that's really the release of um, the Coastal River That yeah. made me want to give it a proper try <laughs> And I worked a bit around the first version And that didn't work at all I lost all my games very poorly I'm sure Dave remembers a bit of it When I was playing Flea Bottom and all these things uh, <laughs> Then, right before the Brighton Charity Joust I was like, I'm going to try a different version, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to leave it. So I didn't do great at the Brighton Charity just but just well enough to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the fact that the... I believe it was okay for the meta it was in, and it shifted very quickly going to Euros because the meta started to become, as I said, much more, much tighter and much stronger than what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's so much that the deck is for better players or anything. It's just that it's also for a more tender meta. Mm. It's for it's for a more nostalgic time, a time, <laughs> a time in the past. Maybe maybe before
2: the last restricted list. Yeah, before <laughs> before, a, the, before the dark times, before the empire. Yeah,
0: before <laughs> an entire living card game went to meet its maker. Since we recorded, Dave, Netrunner has died. That's very I mean, yeah. true. Do you know what I mean? It's been so long since we did a fucking episode, an entire LCG has gone to meet its fucking maker. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I was uh, talking to Tagore at um, Euros, and he he wasn't very pleased with his netrunner performance. And he's like, "You know what, Dave? I might sack it off. I might flog my netrunner. Concentrate on Thrones. I'm not enjoying it as much. The meta's in a bad place. I'm not doing as well." I was, I was like, "All right, Tagore, that seems fair. But you know, wait until you know, give it a week." Uh, just to make sure it's not like a gut reaction. Uh, and then it got cancelled. <laughs> obviously, the value of the cards dropped massively. Okay, he missed Alex window, <laughs>
0: didn't he? He totally missed yeah. the window. He should have just run, gone home and sold them immediately. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You told him to wait a week as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was just, just wait a couple of days. It was However long the time to wait, it was enough. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, school. On topic of... Uh, obviously, we don't net- miss Netrunner, so uh, we won't dwell on that too long. No, um, no. On the topic of Euros before we move on, Um, I wanted to uh, obviously congratulate uh, our Lord and Saviour, Whammer, for being European champion. Mm The Wedge for being uh, the Melee European champion, and the overall champion, which is our third British overall European champion, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: all of whom don't have card designs, (laughs) which is depressing. Uh, So he's joining such hallowed uh, friends of the cast
0: as Tagore
2: and Reese, mm. so uh, I'm sure he's very proud.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, it's always, it always seems a shame. But, uh, I completely forgot all about the fact that Wama and Wedge were champions at that because it was so fucking long ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm. So that's not bad. Um, sadly, they were they will not be getting card designs as FFG are, are bastards and have taken them away. Mm. But uh, that's a that's a an argument for what three or four weeks ago I guess that was yeah. yeah we're past that anyway um but I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Dan Williams a London player who finished fifth at this year's Euros he finished second at last year's Euros mm-hmm. and he lost his first game this year won his Nets game and then got paired up against uh, Reinhardt in the third round when they were both 1-1 They are just like oh this is a rematch yeah. of last year's final <laughs> just on considerably lower tables <laughs> um but I just wanted to, uh, yeah, congratulate him on what was uh, another cracking performance. He really seems to step it up at these massive, massive European events. Mm, definitely. Um, as very impressive. To losing to them. me in the pub. Mm.
0: Was, he uh, was he playing Stark or Tyrell?
2: He was playing Tyrell Wars this time. Yeah,
0: because yeah. he was a, star- uh, a kind of diagonal Stark player for a bit, wasn't he? And then he kind of shifted to Tyrell recently stark is definitely his house
2: yeah. but he plays around a bit last year he played lannister reigns i believe so yeah. the the really really big tournaments he's a he'll play more of a meta deck which yeah. is don't prove of dan and you know that but um mm. he does uh he does he well. is a stark loyalist yeah uh, overall um and i was thinking of it and like a good you know it's been the world cup what's the kind of like football analogy for for dan williams who you know performing at the top level consistently, and then uh, you know not turning up quite so well in in lower tournaments, and I just thought he's Ronaldo. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> is he? A, is Dan Williams also a criminal? <laughs> no, I'm not commenting mm. on uh, on that at all. <laughs> mm, okay. I'm just checking. Just I wanted to see how how close the comparison ran. That's all.
2: Um, I, I know he's in a, a fine physical form. And uh, is is about to move to the Turin meta, so it's a perfect analogy. Oh,
1: okay. If if I may, <laughs> if I may have a, a word as well for, for Dan, because uh, I've seen him at uh, at Crosskeys where he, he plays well, but I'm absolutely impressed by the by his performance at big tournament, as you said, with uh, going with uh, the meta decks so far, but playing them really well, very consistently, mm-hmm. barely any mistakes. So yeah, I mean, all props to him. Really, really cool.
2: Good lad absolutely i mean we i would give shout outs to all the other british players that did really well but we'll be here forever so
1: uh <laughs> are there money. so many of them really
2: <laughs> yeah
1: loads way more than french <laughs> in the top 16 i think so uh, fair enough <laughs> that's fine we won the world Cup. i'm good for that yeah you got you uh, got, got your 15
0: is. seconds at the beginning there mate don't push <laughs> <laughs> okay fair
1: enough <laughs>
2: Okay, we, I came home on Sunday night and there was a French flag out of the window. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <It> started. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it used to be on the wall, so at least it's not on the living room wall anymore. Right, so, well, that was a European Championship, the, the European Championships 2018, which finished 43 days ago in the United Kingdom, according to Justin Pavilion, uh, which <laughs> truly puts in perspective how long it's been since we've recorded. Do you know how long it's been? Leslie Grantham died.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you got a list of major events since the last no uh... I've been thinking about it quite a lot over the last umpteen fucking years Vinnie Paul from Pantera died as well
2: that's true that was very sad
0: it's been so long since we did this shit that Saudi Arabia have decided that they will now let women drive cars <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just to put that into perspective wow okay <sighs> we have been bad
2: we have I'm sure we'll get one out in the next week as well <laughs> <laughs> you know badger episodes are like
0: buses right mhm yeah that's right well I, we said that last time as well <laughs> there'll, be, uh, there'll be another one along soon just after Euros uh, oh and then Arl wanted yes. to repeal a ban on abortion in the time it took us to get another fucking episode out It's a bit a packed month <laughs> the World Cup was distracting yeah it is alright
2: Peel has a new job I've had loads of stuff to do and we had all this football mhm and that's a lovely segue into, uh, you know, Peel isn't here today, and eagle-eared listeners may have uh, may have realised that. Yeah. Which is of course why we've got Vince on, who we didn't formally introduce unless you spoke French. Mm. So, Vince is here, uh, and there's a, a specific reason that we have Vince here today, and that's because we have a spoiler Ooh. from Pack Three, of which I don't know what the pack's called. The Streets of King's Landing. Ah, fantastic. Uh, And so we have another bloody Greyjoy card. And so we figured, you know, we need a Greyjoy player on the cast. Vince is traditionally a Greyjoy player. You've heard he's just played a Kraken deck, which was all about the Coastal Reaver. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's played, uh, played a lot of Greyjoy in the past. Especially when I beat him in the final <laughs> nationals
1: 2015. Oh, uh, you lost him in the
2: isn't it? <laughs> I've brought it up at least like three times this weekend. <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> okay. France won the World Cup, Vince, but I beat you. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: fine. That's the that's the year where I, where I took the overall championship for the British nationals. So that's fine. That's true. Nice. Yeah, okay.
2: You win some, you lose some. So, Vince, as our resident Greyjoy player, please spoil card 51 from this cycle.
1: Oh, well, uh, you do me the honours. You're too nice. Uh, yeah. So we are in front of a Greyjoy card. This is a character, a loyal Greyjoy character, like they should all be. Um, <laughs> it's a free-cost, non-unique character with two icons, military and intrigue. Uh, it has two strengths, and its name is the Drowned God Fanatic. Mm. It has a trait, Drowned God, as you would have guessed. Two abilities on it the first one is an action and it reads kill a character to put drowned god fanatic into play from your dead pile max once per round a so limit can... there's a limit, <laughs> there's a a limit. limit. <laughs> <Hooray>. <laughs> um yeah so you can bring it back from the day de- from the dead which works quite well with the whole drowned god drowned god fiends. um and the second ability is an Interrupt, which reads, When the effects of an opponent's triggered character ability would initiate, place Drowned God Fanatic into your dead pile from your hand to cancel those effects. So this is a cancel card mm. that goes into the dead pile and comes back into play as an action. Mm. Um, and on top of it, it reads at the bottom of the card, card designed by 2013 European Midi Champion, your servitor, Vincent Tullich. I'm very, very, very happy to see that card, guys. <laughs> it's about bloody time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I know we'll get into the details of the card, but if we can bring you up just a, 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 sh- a quick anecdote... So, yeah, the card reads, card designed by 2013 European Melee Champion. And I remember that on the day I won um, that tournament, obviously you, you have people congrat- congratulating you and talking about the game and stuff, and it's really cool, and asking about what card you want to design when you have absolutely no idea of what you're going to do. <laughs> um, and I remember that the way I had to just talk around the question was, well, you know, Anyway, it's FFG. They already had that reputation. It's FFG. It's going to take a year before they contact me. It's going to take a year before they reply. It's going to take another year so that we finalize the design. It's going to take a year to be printed. It's not going to be released before 2018. And I was really (laughs) saying that, and I would never have thought that it was true, but today it's there. Um, In fairness, the blame is to share between them and me, so I'm really, really happy to see that, yeah, it will be coming to the game. Mm. In a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, pretty soon now. Pretty soon.
2: I guess it's in that horrible little uh, bit where, you know, a little bit of delay and suddenly they started to design 2nd edition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, you just need to wait.
1: Yeah, there's been a bit of that. So basically, um, that year Tarkin, a Spanish player, also won the Joust Championship with an amazing... uh, Talk 222 or Baratheon 222 I can't remember, anyway uh, he won it as well and um, we sent an email to Nate French at the time um, didn't got a reply, chased a few times through the year after that, didn't got a reply either Um, second edition has been announced within 2015 so like in in July or August 2015 so that time was gone as well and it's one day on the um, on the AGOT Facebook group, someone asked about a random question i can't remember how the discussion went to uh champion cards and the status of some of them and someone tagged me on it and i just said well you know guys i'm just uh, tired of chasing chasing up people so if yeah. they come back to me and want still want to do the card then great otherwise i'm done chasing and nate french saw that comment and came back to me so i'm like yay cool amazing mm-hmm. and then we started over I've had a few things going on my side as well, which means that I've been very slow to reply to their questions. But yeah, today we're there. It's mm. it's them. Um, yeah, it's cool. Very happy. Again, okay. I'll say it a number of times. I'll certainly say it a number of times
2: in the podcast. So before we get into the card and what we think of it, um, what what did you play at? The tournament that you won, and as as an aside, quickly this was the tournament that Tagore got overall, and didn't get a card design. So, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Hi, what did you what did you play, and uh, would this card have fit into that deck?
1: Um, so, I was a Greyjoy player. I'd like to believe that I'm I steal him, but uh, truth of second edition is that it's less true today. But I was a Greyjoy player in first edition when I started playing. I basically took the Greyjoy house because in in Paris where I started playing, then uh, there were no proper Greyjoy player in the meet, and I was just like, well, my meet mates are trying to train for the French the French nationals. I'll take this house that no one has put, no one plays so that they can train against it. And it was like you know uh, love at first sight. So mm-hmm. I played Greyjoy since then. I had very good result at the first tournament I went to. Uh, I guess that helped uh, strengthen the love. And, uh, yeah, I played Greyjoy through, I believe, most of my tournaments in first edition. I can count on uh, the fingers on my hand the number of tournaments I didn't play Greyjoy in. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was playing Greyjoy for this European midi tournament. Um, It was my first time going to Stalag in 2013. And I had heard so many things about the midi-nita of Stalag beforehand. Like, uh, no one really... Plays media a lot in Europe compared to what the French meta are used to. So they tend to be a bit more. So I have a bit less experience on a number of uh, triggers and how the titles used to play together and everything. And also they tend to be a bit more, how to say that, um, imaginative when it comes to decks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have some um, actions or decisions that you would consider under optimized, but just most of them may be inexperienced or. Yeah. And uh, so. The deck I was playing was the premise of a, an unopposed deck, I guess. I basically had um, Raider Euron, who was a, a Euron Tricon renown, as you can imagine, who, when he attacked, gave stealth to all the raiders who were attacking with him. So that was really cool to have some unopposed challenges. He had a second part of his text box that said that when he is attacking, opponents cannot play events. Which means that you could play the equivalent of Superior Claim and uh, Ladies and Rose and these type of things with the certainty that they wouldn't be cancelled, and um, that certainly helped. Um, and yeah, that was the basics of that. I remember a game I played against um, against Simon from the Swedish Meta, so not Simon Mijer Hansen, but uh, Simon from the Swedish Meta and Per from the Swedish Meta, and a Spanish player that I'm sorry I can't remember the name of where I went from three powers on my house card to 15 without one ch- with one challenge. Wow. So wow. basically what happened is that um, I was declaring a power challenge with um, house... Oh, no. Um, so I had the Horn of Dragons on one of my characters, which basically allowed me to take control of a dragon for the duration of the phase. And I had given the dragon trait to the Red Viper, the Red Viper of one of my opponents, we used to have the, the right crest, the right thing for me to, to do certain things. You'll see how it unfolds. So take control of the Red Viper plus three powers because it had three renowns at the time. Go to six. <laughs> declare, uh, declare a power challenge um, against my uh, Opposed Title. Win it unopposed. So unopposed, Opposed Title, Claim, Renown. That's ten. Uh, play uh, the equivalent of um, a Superior Claim, uh, because I had one with enough strength. So that's plus three powers, 13. And I had a greater location, a warship, that read that when you win a challenge by four or more, you can kneel it to take an open an event in an opponent's discard pile, put it under the warship, and you can play it like if it was in your hand. So I simply got to fetch um, an event in one of my opponents' discard pile that was also a, grab, um, a grabbing event, put it under the warship, play it straight away, and boom, 15 in one challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing
1: well, that's just, amazing I've just found your deck online oh
0: just, it's I've it's just on into, i just gone into Agot cards and found your unopposed yeah. first at like 2013 exactly uh, deck and yeah I was just just looking through it. literally it was like you were narrating uh, it was like it was like an audio book I was reading through the, the, the reading through the list of cards and as I was getting to them, you were beautifully narrating kind of all, what all these cards were doing. It was great. <laughs> Which, was going, Which Euron was that? And then you told me, um, oh, you got three cards of superior claim, three uh, three assertion of mites. And the best bit, as I got down got down to the bottom, the Got cards format always puts the attachments at the bottom. And your attachments were two support Harlaws to give the kind of unopposed stealth, two Horned Dragons. And a formal petition.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That's something, I guess, that the French Mita caught on very early in the early days of media, um, first edition, that the European Mita caught on only later, which is like anything that makes you gain power straight away is amazing. And this attachment costs three gold and makes you gain, I won't go into the details, but makes you gain two powers. So it's just perfect. Yeah, uh,
0: cracking, and, and yeah, ten towers <laughs> long ship for the event stealing, and uh, all the you know the red, the locations are pretty sta- pretty standard stuff. But yeah, assertion of might to do the challenges again, a mm-hmm. uh, couple of orphan recruits for free power, and uh, yeah, nice, very nice.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Um, I also liked a lot the the plot deck at the time. Uh, it was running pos- Fortified Position, which is uh, similar to what you know today, which worked well because of the attachments that you just mentioned, the support of Harlow, that still yeah. work even if um, it is not there. And I was also running Bungled Orders, which was a plot that said that when someone loses a challenge, they have to reveal a new plot it's and evil being, in
0: melee. It's just evil in
1: melee. Ah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It made me win so many games. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the idea was simply if someone attacks you or with the game of the titles because you could defend for other players in first edition, if you manage to defend, to defend and lose a title, you can just Valar during the, uh, the challenge phase, which basically killed most of the boards. Joy had more save at the time, so you just kept more of your board and do free challenges, zero claim, obviously. But you could do your challenges unopposed, and then and you limited the number of powers your opponents would get as well. So, mm. Very good. And the,
0: and the songs of Bill the Bard to give the red viper a dragon trait, I presume. <laughs>
1: uh, anyone. That kind of thing. Yeah. Anyone. The idea was often just to because a bit like in second, less than like in second edition, characters tended to have um, a few. There were a few characters that had powers on them in first edition in melee, like mm. one every deck or. Each player would have one on the table with a few powers on it. So the idea was, yeah, give it the, the dragon trait and take it straight to him. Beautiful. Mm. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Um, good old days, good old days.
2: Mm. Yeah. A lot of those cards mentioned, uh, I, I've probably said this on the cast before, especially at the time, but not long before I went to Worlds, Vince Skype, Skype called me. Uh, and basically took apart the deck that Whammer had built me for melee, <laughs> and added all these melee cards, <laughs> and I think Songs of Elder Bard is in there, yeah. um, and uh, the Orphaned Recruit, and the uh, Formal Position would yeah. definitely yeah. in there. Free power, uh, um, yeah. And I, you know, I had never considered those. Whammer, who had been going to Starlight for multiple years, hadn't considered those. <laughs> I was like, how is no one playing these? These are fantastic cards. Absolutely. And you whack them out of worlds, and people go, what the fuck is that? I was like, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> They they were Props. really cool cards for sure.
0: Mm. So uh, so this card yeah. that you've designed then mm. is very mu- very much fits into fits into a deck that didn't really exist in first edition.
1: Absolutely. So you you do well to to bring that up. The very first idea I had to create a card was um, something that was dear to me because it was a theme I liked where would be a, a Theon Greyjoy, and the idea, whatever icons, whatever traits it had, was to give him a uh, minor strength, a bit like if he was flayed by Ramsey, but by giving him minor strength, uh, you would give him a keyword every time, like stealth or renown or something that existed at the time. Um, I find it nice because there was an also, uh, there would be another line which would read, Theon's strength cannot go below one, so you would limit the number of keywords it would get at the same time. Mm-hmm. So but yeah uh, when I started talking with uh, Nate uh, we envisioned a number of things we had second edition in mind and there were questions around what do you want to design Uh, so one of the first things I asked was how do you get your face on the card so it has to be non-unique so okay we're going for a non-unique card Um, and after that. were there themes that you liked and such, so canceling first edition for joy was something that I really liked and that didn't exist much in second edition when we started talking about that so bear in mind it was like in 2016, somewhere mid-2016 so we explored a few uh, ways to design a car that could have this in it Um, in the middle of this conversation we made, changed a bit his role and Danny came in and the conversation continued with him on the basis of trying to have a cancel effect on the card. Another thing that was important for me is I wanted the card to be able to come back to play somehow. I didn't want it to be too easy because I wanted players to have to work to make it come back to play and maybe with First know of Winter or any other things, just make it come back to their hand so that they could replay it. Mm. And given that the Drowned God's uh, mechanic, even if it wasn't exactly what it is today at the time, was shaping up to become this mechanic where it comes back from the death pile. It's like, well, try to play a bit with it. And we came to this, yeah, discard the card to cancel a character uh, ability that becomes sort of a zero-cost treachery. Not exactly a treachery, because obviously it doesn't cost one, but it doesn't cancel the same uh, the same things either. Mm. So it seemed okay from that point of view. And it could come back by killing a character, which seems to me on top of being thematic, a bit, a bit of a higher price than discarding it mm. because of the bottom and all these things. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like the the interactions of the of all the actions. I like that it's military and intrigue. Two strength is cool. I would have signed for one to be fully honest. I would have loved. I loved. I don't know. I, I really wonder if a keyword would have been good, but I haven't tried enough to, the card to realize and. I heard from playtesters that the card was right where it should be and I believed them. So hmm. yeah, very happy with it and I, I I know it's 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 I mean it's a bit of a weird feeling because technically <laughs> it's just a card, but it's also my card and I, I can't wait to have it in my hand and <laughs> have it in my deck and see how it goes. No, if I was in your if I was in your position I'd be absolutely delighted with it. So Yeah. Hmm. I am and I mean I like that the artist depicted a very youthful and um fit version of
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's talk about that shall we uh,
2: the art is phenomenal
0: it is it is it
1: is gorgeous mm. the art is the art is good i'm very happy with it
0: i mean i would be if 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 anyone had drawn a picture of me that made me look like that i'd be quite happy with that <laughs> as well and i appreciate people listening to this early won't have seen the card yet but uh but those of you that have will be able to see this um um, stunning.
1: Handsome young man.
0: This handsome young man rising from the, from, from the depths.
1: In, in fairness, uh, we discussed it a bit before with Dave, I believe, but the pictures that I've sent when they asked me to send some to the artists were pictures that I found on Facebook and I went pretty quickly with uh, through them. It's just pictures that I haven't have used before and these pictures were taken not so long before I won uh, the European Championship. So in a way, and at the time I was more fit, um, in a way, <laughs> Uh, that's the yeah, that's the me who won the the championship that's on the card.
0: I like the idea. You might have sent sent those photos the, the day before the championship. <laughs> I could not I could have just a, just a, t- <laughs> a selfie in the castle. Yeah, you'll, you'll need these. You'll, <laughs> the, weekend the weekend, so you can have them now. They're great. <laughs> Yeah, nice of that. I don't think it I don't think indeed I mean the keywords, I know what you mean it would be nice of a keyword, but this card's gonna spend most of its time either in a dead pile or in or in your hand. It's gonna spend much less time kind of on the table, I think. Well
1: that's very actually. True. in play. And in fairness, you can bring it back into play with um, what's the name? The location, the gradual Location which you kneel when you declare in power oh, challenge. Yeah.
0: yeah, of course. or wick. Is yeah. it a wick?
1: Yeah, yeah probably so that it comes back into play, comes back to your hand and you have it again to cancel anything. It cancels Varus. Very happy with that. Oh sweat buzz.
0: Yeah. I don't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to cancel you don't want to cancel Varus on a drunk god deck, do you? Not if you've got the rib You've got the ribs out, you want Varus to go off, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's true. Now it's it's another thing. I didn't want the card to be good only in Drown God. I wanted it to be yeah. playable outside of it. It's nice that it uh, it brings something strong to to, to the Drown God mechanic. Mm. But I I really hope that it could be used outside of Drown God decks.
2: That's that's my favorite part. In that it is a great Drown God card. Yes. it's got the traits. It's got good icons. <laughs> um, that Drown God is weaker in. Mm. It's got an ability to put it in and bring out your dead pile. You're triggering all your different things. Mm. But, in itself, it doesn't need that trait. Without that trait, it's still a brilliant card. Yes, I yeah, agree. And that's what really, really makes it a great champ card. It, it goes straight into a, an archetype, mm. but you can also slot it into your regular decks, mm. um, which I really like.
1: Mm. I'm really glad about that. And on top of it, I mean, I didn't really think about it at the time because I simply didn't know that these cards would come out. I mean, I thought about it first, and it, it was top of my mind when I asked for no more than three costs for the card. But I wanted it to be loyal because I didn't want Cancels to just uh, go across yeah. houses. I, I don't like that you can play Treachery in any other uh, yeah. houses, my own opinion, obviously. But that's also why I asked for it to be loyal. And Breaking Ties came out, and that's great. And free button came out. <laughs> <'Cause>
0: <laughs> so yeah. Sacrifice your discard pile, move straight to your dead pile with the ribs, and you can get it back out again. Yeah, very nice. So you're one of those guys
2: people now Vince. You're a flea bottom breaking ties abuse
1: uh, so f- Like you literally you. <laughs> the, the thing is I had no idea when I when we designed the card when we agreed on the direction it would take or the shape it would take. I didn't know Flea Bottom would be there because it was at the time flea bottom didn't exist or wasn't in the meter, wasn't released. And breaking ties either. So the costs there all the things that you think about and I imagine most of what the playtesters are trying to work around as well. I, don't really take this into consideration because they just don't exist. So yeah, it's, but well, today it's today it's there, and I'm happy with it.
0: <laughs> also, cancels a, I, cancels a chunk of cancel in the game as well. Cancels your brand star, cancels your bacon Brothers. I like it. That's <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. that result, in that case, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really like that it. Yeah, I like the interaction with First Snow. I like that you mm-hmm. deliberately wanted to be able to bring it in back to hand, mm-hmm. get extra value out of it. Aspect because you, uh, I don't think. This is a big spoiler. You love playing First Snow. I,
1: I, it's <laughs> it's crazy, because in first edition, I really... I mean, I realized it was a very good plot, but I couldn't play it. It was really again hard for me. I, I played it very successfully in a few decks, but I really struggled with it. In second edition, it's like the plot that I can't play without. I try. Yeah, yeah. I try to do a few decks without it, and every time I'm like, yeah, be better with First Snow. <laughs> yeah.
2: you, you played at the
1: UK Nationals. At UK Nationals last year, what did I...
2: As in the last one of first edition?
1: Oh, yeah. Did I?
2: You definitely played it. Yeah, then? yeah, absolutely. Yes, I remember it very absolutely, well. Absolutely, because it was, um,
1: <laughs> it was part of that uh, plot line that worked well with First No in the Middle.
2: So, uh, yeah, so that's... A, it's, it's all, I've always thought of it as a, you know, a very Vince plot. So when I see this with three gold, I think, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he thought about that. <laughs> but he thought about it in the way that most people don't. They'll think, oh, it needs to be forecast.
0: So it's immune to first snow, and you're just like, ah! Now nah, I'm having him back. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> him back. Of course you want him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can only put him in a play from the dead pile once around, but you can fucking yeah, yeah. No. And of course you can you can put um,
2: you know, if first snows he's already in the dead pile. It's another way of getting characters into play. After first snow, mm-hmm. um, you can use flea bottom to put a character in. You can use the character murder them with a Drowned God fanatic coming back in. Yeah. You've got a character that stays in play after first snow that you can march. Oh, it's yeah, it's great, fantastic card.
1: Have you got any particular decks you want to try out with, Vince? Uh, so in in fairness, I've been I haven't been thinking about the decks I wanted to play it in for a long time. It really as that I really started thinking about it only a few weeks ago, and I haven't found the exact deck I want to play it in. I have a few ideas. I mean, it's a killer character to put uh, jungle fanatic into play. So obviously you think about um, all the the effects that will take control of Opponent's character, Ward, uh, Dario, of uh, some of the, yeah. some, nice. of the um, some of the some of the Night's Watch effects as well. And you're like, well, that's a way to pay costs with them. It's it's yeah, there are there are a few things I'm trying to work around that at the moment. But I believe that's taking it a bit too far. I wonder if it just wouldn't be playing better with. Uh, in a Greyjoy deck that would benefit from a first no or either off offly bottom or breaking ties someday because basically it's the the second card that can go into breaking ties for Greyjoy decks. Mm. So yeah, maybe that's something there now.
2: Even if you don't maximize your value from the killer character part, mm-hmm. it's still you know a fine body in Greyjoy because it's the icons a lot of their chuds don't have. Absolutely. Certainly the intrigue icon, mm-hmm. um, which is a real premium. Mm. Uh, but the cancel alone is value so you know he's good for setup he and just if you only ever use the cancel you've still got a good card yeah uh the fact that you can then bring him in mid-challenge is fantastic
0: there are a few cards in this game that are equally as good in play in the discard pile in the dead pile and in your hand <laughs> and this is a this is like a four way tie. This is kind of great, no matter where it is. It's it's a, for a great job. It's a decent body because of it because of its kind of icons. It's great. You want it in the dead pile and a discard pile. It's maybe less good, but is it going to stay in the discard pile? Be awesome. You probably got the, you know probably got the mm-hmm. ribs. Your hand it's cancelled. So yeah, it's it you know it's a fucking
1: grand slam, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm really glad. I mean, don't underestimate don't underestimate the cost to kill a character is is not uh nothing but it, yeah quite happy with it definitely and as you said it, it has usefulness from various um various places in the game so quite happy yeah mm. makes me smile you can't see it but i'm smiling right now <laughs> <laughs> um
2: this is a bit of a question for uh, tony then i guess uh what are you going to call it then when you play it are you gonna? Are you gonna call it Vince?
0: I'm gonna call it Vince. I don't know. I don't know. I know what the wife's gonna call it. The wife looked at the picture and kind of went. That, and she went, is that Vince? Yeah, okay. I guess it's. I guess it's kind of Vince. And then she was immediately kind of drawn to the fact that uh, the the artwork seems to have painted a bum on your hand. What? <laughs> there's a, there's a weird kind of bum on the hand. So I think I, I, it might. Yeah. We might, we might call it bum hand. Who knows? I mean, that's disrespectful, mate. We'll bring you on the podcast and then slag off the artwork on your card. But, no, I mean, we've got – it's of all the cards that have champions' uh, likenesses on that I think uh, – and, and of those champions that I've seen met over the years, which aren't a great many of them. But this is, this is the main one I can think of that is so strikingly, you know, right smack in the middle – it's you're you are the core or you are the centre of this piece of artwork. Of I think on most of the champion cards, the champions have been relegated to the background. All right. Um, the the champ the, the, the pictures of the champions, the likenesses of the champions have been in the background of perhaps unique cards where the, obviously the unique character is kind of up front. I'm thinking of, you know, the blackfish, I'm thinking of Marjorie Tyrell. This is a this is you on a card. There's nothing yeah. else in this picture yeah that's very true there's some birds there's some birds but this isn't the bird it's, it's bird. just classic Vince Vince and a load of birds Vince and <laughs> birds eh? yeah
1: <laughs> Frenchman <we know. laughs>
0: Vince at the beach with some birds yeah
1: yeah yeah I have to admit I didn't know what to expect because I mean when I sent the pictures um, Danny had asked if I had any idea for what the art could look like I simply told him well a God. I guess it's a a guy running into water in the background so I imagined when I when I thought about the car, I was like, "What am I gonna get? Just someone running in the far background in the sea or something like that?" So no, it's it's plain in the middle, in the center. So thank you very much, Alexander Karch, uh, the, if I'm pronouncing it right, the artist who who created that uh, yeah the, that art. So yeah, thank you very much, man. I'll, if I ever see you at Stalic, I'll I'll have a pint for you.
0: <laughs> no, it's really good. It's 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 yeah, it's you and a card, and there's nothing else of note in that picture it's it's so strikingly kind of a champion card it's great and, and you're also kind of going come ahead you know you're probably gonna <laughs> have going fucking come on then you know i think we're gonna have to see a picture i think you're gonna have to try and have to recreate this as well dave and then maybe i'll try and recreate it as well <laughs> maybe, <laughs> how about how about i run a bath <laughs> no, no, maybe I'll, no 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 <laughs> there's a uh
2: there's a canal right next to the blackwater venue vince so you can do this live for everyone who turns
1: yeah venue, yeah yeah i'm not stepping in the canal of london <laughs> alt, alt art for next year i like it <laughs> brilliant
0: hmm. yeah well done mate uh, uh it's grand i'm now going to get it off my screen because it's the disgust
2: it's it's really really strong yeah uh and I feel like we've, we're just scratching the surface of what I can do, so I'm, I'm quite terrified to see what people will do with it. Oh, yeah. In the, when the Pack 3 meta hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, are you going to be able to make the Warbore regional, Vince, do you know? I think that'll be the first one in the UK. What date is it already on? Uh, it's like the 12th, maybe? Yeah. Sunday, around the 12th of August.
1: Yeah, probably. I'll probably be there, and I'll def- definitely have the card in my deck.
0: Can I suggest you also take uh like a sharpie with you because people are going to want to get their card signed <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah well
1: uh yeah you want to be, I, I'd, right? I'd be
0: you, want, you want people coming up with a card and you can and you just take the sharp take the sharpie book and go i've got this yeah
1: <laughs> i'd be very honored to, to to sign cards yeah it's it's always a bit uh i said a way to to do it because i've done it before believe me or not <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah i'd be very honored for sure you
2: already signed the banter mat, so you've you're used to it. Yeah,
1: true. I have experience now. <laughs>
2: nice. I did wonder when I moved in. Would is it now going to be weird when I finally get my champ card signed by Vince? like, no, it makes me want it signed. I want it more now. <laughs> it's even more exciting now. I just have to walk upstairs to see the champ. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> we uh we had a one or two games with it a couple of days ago, didn't we? Once we had uh, been sent the picture mm-hmm. and. Uh, Vince told me, he said, you know, I'm going to play with an unreleased card. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I still forgot about it. He still got me with it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? He's like, it's Fnatic. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Bollocks.
1: <laughs> and yeah, the, the effect is good. <laughs> it, it was uh, remarkable when it was played. So, yeah, quite happy with it. All
2: right, then. So, we've talked about v- uh, Vince's grand success in 2013. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about our weekend of disappointment this weekend? Ooh. Do we have to? Uh, no, we don't. We can just end here if you like. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Not at all. And quite. I mean, I know you didn't have a great uh, a, a great day on Saturday. And to be fair, I didn't have a great day on Saturday either. I, I borrowed a deck from Rowan, which he used
2: to go. He he came second in the first regional of the year, uh, and he lost to Richard Walker playing Um, Direwolf Reigns. Mm-hmm. So well done for Richard. Uh, but Rowan built a uh, the closest proximate, like, approximation of uh, Bruno's old House of Pain deck.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, jumpers and burn, basically. Mm. And he had some success with it. I had some success on the kitchen table, except when my stuff was being cancelled by Drowned God Fanatic. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, well, that won't happen at the weekend. <laughs> it's a really fun deck. It was slightly too temperamental. It wasn't quite stable enough for my liking, but I was having some decent results in testing. Um, and then I went 2 three at the weekend and that's all we need to talk about <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> well, I, I won't go into too much depth um, because uh, I don't know whether Rowan's gonna continue playing it so uh, seems right but yeah it was it was a lot of fun and if he uh, if he chooses to share the list at some point then great otherwise because I may end up playing it this weekend otherwise I don't know mm. uh, we'll
1: see okay good fun. Mm. So, Vince, what were you playing? Um, So I was playing a Baratheon deck, a Baratheon Faith Militant deck. I'm basically in a period where I'm trying to go around Baratheon and see what's doable there, what are the problems for the house, trying to understand better what are the weaknesses and what are the strengths. Uh, So I'm just doing my merry-go-round Baratheon thing. Mm-hmm. I was playing Wars to Come before, I played Banner Rose, here I'm playing Faith Militant. I'll certainly try a few other versions of uh, Baratheon in, a, in the coming weeks, trying to mix that up with uh, some Greyjoy, obviously. And um, yeah, so went to the tournament with this uh, Faith Militant deck. The terrible thing before the tournament is that there was a very relevant question to ask, which was, isn't the deck straight out better without the Agenda? Uh, which was a bit sad. But in the end, um, nice tournament. I went 2 and 3. I lost to the two decks that were in final at Euros. Uh, so two net decks of the Tyrell Song and the Tyrell Wars to come. And I lost to James, who went on to win the tournament afterwards. So I mean, the deck is well, the deck I was playing wasn't optimized, obviously. And the, um, I knew that it wasn't certainly ready for a Tyrell matchup, so didn't have much hopes against these ones. And again, the game in against uh, James, I believe I made the right, uh, wrong choice, sorry, turn one, in the way I oriented my game, which meant that the win was just, uh, sorry, the loss was just plain visible from turn two. If I had made the other choice, might have been a bit different, I might have put more of a fight, even though I never would have thought I would have won, because James's deck is good, and James is a very good player, as we all know. So yeah, very, very cool moment. A number of things I liked in that deck. For what's worth, Baratheon Faith Militant, having the seven mechanics supporting the law mechanic in terms of uh, control is actually quite nice, being able to cancel with the Begging Brother. The um, King's Men are not so bad, because when mm-hmm. Danny is nailed and you just blank her, well, suddenly it feels better. Same for Caldrogo Drogo and the others, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm thinking Targaryen, but it's true for Vendale Tally, it's true for a number of other characters like that. So yeah, I mean, not too bad either. I wouldn't play them out of Faith Militant, obviously, or out of the Seven, but not so bad. And um, yeah, uh, very uh, entertaining tournament for sure. And which, which that was the Northampton
0: regional, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, nice.
2: That was won by uh, Wama, who's on a roll. He played uh, Stark Cohort. Uh, and he beat Richard Walker in the final, so that's uh, that's two finals in two regionals for Richard. Mr. Rebecca's
1: on a roll. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, he beat Rebecca to uh, get King of Swiss, which
0: is quite funny. But these things have to happen sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Rebecca, who had only two losses through the tournament, to Richard for Keys of Swiss, who went to the final, and to James in top eight, who won the tournament. <laughs> so quite a performance as well there. Good on him. Absolutely. Mm. Go on then,
2: Tony. You tell us about
0: Glasgow. Yeah, so north of the border, uh, we had the Scottish Regional, which, as ever, was in Glasgow, because they'll never give us one in Edinburgh because our shops are a bit rubbish. But um, as ever, the guys at Max XP did a cracking job, and we had our regional in a downstairs function room of a jazz bar in the Merchant City in Glasgow. And I certainly wasn't expecting to be kind of sitting in a very dark, very hot and sweaty cellar. Uh, with like pounding twenties jazz going on upstairs, it was uh, it was quite a thing. It was like being in some kind of weird sweaty speakeasy. Yeah, so the Scottish regional had I think uh, 20 players from well, Glasgow, Edinburgh, kind of central belt. A few came up from um, what we call down south, what you guys call up north. Mm. Uh, came 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 to the event as well. Um, I was I was swithering as to kind of whether to bother going at all because I thought on Saturday my time would be better spent actually protesting the arrival of fucking Donald Trump in Scotland, um, which is was basically what me and Helen were planning to do on the Saturday, was to, to go and shout outside the Scottish Parliament, like, um, be angry about Donald Trump. But I kind of woke up at half past nine and kind of went, you know what, I don't think I'm getting to any other regionals this year and I'm not going to be playing at nationals. Fuck it, I'm going to go. So I had thrown together the night before, in a fit of curiosity and pique, a... Martell Alliance banner of the stag, banner of the goat deck. Banner of the goat being, of course, the trading with the Cohort agenda. Because I kind of looked at it and went, this could be, uh, this could be a giggle. This could be an absolute car crash, but it could also be a giggle. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me. It had there already been some success with it, I believe, uh, I think it's Niccolo had won a fairly decent-sized tournament with it, with a Lannister cohort deck, kind of the week before, maybe even the week before, the week before that. I guess it hasn't been out that long, so it could only been a week before. Um, so I threw this weird Martel thing together, played a game with it, won, uh, was very much enjoying the bullshit that was going on, because... It was a deck with 19 attachments in it. That's that's always going to work, right? It's great for setups. It's great for challenges. It's uh, it, it it becomes this kind of weird toolbox. And for Martel and for, it's Martel attachments and Stag attachments and neutral attachments, picking a kind of nice little mix of uh, a little toolbox of about 18 attachments was kind of great fun. And um, so went in having played I think two games with it because I played a game online with it. I have played two games with it. Went in on the Saturday morning. Sat down, first round, Evan. Well, okay, <laughs> this is this is gonna be good. I kinda I honestly thought that the the regional was gonna have be a lot kind of more diverse than recent recent kind of tournaments. I thought, okay, the last thing I expect to happen in, in a Glasgow regional is this just to be full of Martel and Tyrell, wars to come, wars to come, left, right and center. And to be fair to the twenty people that were there, me included Every single house was represented, but there was still a lot of Martel and Tyrell and Wars to Come kinda of bullshit. So I sat down against Evan playing Martel Wars to Come. We nearly went to time, but uh won. And no one was more yeah. surprised. Yeah, no one was more surprised than me. Especially when I got to pull off uh a, a pull off a King's Blood. Yeah. King's Blood. Zero cost barra attachments, that's what you want. King's King's Blood to kind of knock him back a couple of power and uh, then I think he basically, before it got to time, I think he he kind of conceded in the last round before time because there was no way even with a, a Corsair Viper on the table that he was going to be able to kind of uh, get as much power because he played, I think he played a Secret Schemes for seven cards and six of them were economy. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad news. Wow. So his, his deck kind of crapped out on him, as happens once in a while. Yeah. So yeah, beat Evan first round. Um, then played Matt, which went all the way to time. At time he was playing Tyrell Wars to come, so again more no fucking boring Tyrell Wars to come bullshit. But managed to kind of uh, Matt was quite excited to see what my deck was doing and where the attachments were, you know, flying left, right, and center. Um, we got to we got to the end of time and we were on eleven power each, and so it went to cards and deck, and I was playing Alliance, so I won. <laughs> so uh, I won. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is great it's the first time that's ever happened uh, but if, if ever there's a reason to play alliance it's so you can win on tie breaks but um, I think actually I only had something like six more cards on my deck than him which actually shows him off to be a much better player than I am but everyone knows that anyway so <laughs> so so beat Matt then played against uh, a new, uh, a nice watch greensight deck with a new wall which I was terrified about and everyone was kind of like very wary about playing against these kind of wall decks um, thankfully, I had Isle of Ravens Turn One and just carefully curated my own discard pile to make sure it had nothing good in it. Um, it ended up having a lot of attachments in it, but that's fine. Um, it meant that I never got to Isle of Ravens any of my attachments back into my deck because I was too busy Isle of Ravensing my good characters back into my deck. So, so yeah, won that one. Then, then the day started going a little bit worse. I played against uh, Liam, who was running. Uh, he's published his deck. You can find it on DB. Liam was running um, a Tyrell Alliance Banner of the Wolf trading with a Cahor, which was basically Tyrell good stuff, but with an attachments toolbox. And uh, we had a fantastic game that nearly went to time. Very, very, very nearly went to time. It was one of those... Um, I'm going first. I can get to 14. I can't push for the 15th. So got to got to 14. He got to 15 just before time. We were both sweating our faces off because of how hot it was down there. And I think we both ran outside afterwards to get some fresh air because we've been, you know, locked in, for, in battle for the for a That was a fantastic game. Um, but he took that one. And fair play to him. Uh, it was a it was good deck, well played. And then I had to play a Martel Wolf deck, so obviously I lost. <laughs> well that's sad. Yeah, my last game today. the All way to end. Yeah, Martell Wolf. Um I was starting to claw that back as well, but I couldn't find I couldn't find my ravens, I couldn't find decent economy. Um I was getting my characters, but uh Martell Wolf runs Harron Hall. So I wasn't getting to keep my characters. Fucking screw that location. Um, but the, the, the deck is great fun. I recommend, I'm sure everyone is now, because I think after, certainly after Wama won his regional with a cohort deck uh, last weekend, I think everyone's having a go at putting a deck together. And if there's ever anything uh, that an agenda should do is encourage kind of deck building in itself a new agenda, should, you should read an agenda and go, oh, I can't wait to give that a shot. I can't wait to actually sit down at a table with a bunch of cards and figure out what to put in that's going to fit this agenda. As opposed to something like, but not, not knock it too harshly, but, you know, the war's to come. Uh, I've got to find three extra plots. Well, that'll be that, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't promote an overly diverse and interesting kind of, you know, selection of cards to put in your deck. It's basically a very similar deck, unless you play playing Martell. But with this, you, you you have to you properly having to sit down with like 25, 30 attachments and go no well we can't run all of them can we <laughs> we can run some of them <laughs> we can run a few of them and how many milks have we put in how many seas with the guards have we put in, uh what house are we running and what kind of interesting kind of uh, flavor attachments that no one ever can play ever are we going to be able to chuck a couple of copies in, um which is where um, King's Blood came from you know,
1: um, out of curiosity Tony how many attachments were you running in your deck this weekend.
0: I was running eighteen.
1: Eighteen.
0: Okay. Eighteen out of seventy-five. Uh, again, I I'd only built this one night before and I've subsequently kind of looked at my deck list and I, I kinda of want to keep working on it. It's and that's mm-hmm. that's quite encouraging for me because it's been a while since I've had a deck that I've wanted to keep and keep and keep playing and kind of trying to kind of finesse. Um, it's important to get a bunch of zero cost attachments in there because you want to hopefully set up an attachment. So that the downside of the agenda doesn't trigger on the first round, because you don't okay. want, you know, you don't you want um, uh, a noble lineage or something. Or in the case of the banner, in, in the case of the, the the banner of the stag, that's what the king's bloods can be used for. at A push, you can set up a king's mm-hmm. blood on a bastard on, on a on a bastard daughter. Great, you've got attachment grand. I can get rid of that. I won't need it later on. I can shuffle it back in. I can I can use it if I need to, if the opponent's getting too far ahead then you can yeah, you can bring out King's Blood later on. But the King's Bloods and the Beguileds work very nicely in tandem. The Beguileds as well, if you're at a push, can be set up on your own characters, whereas all the other attachments that take icons off can't be set up on your own characters. So mm-hmm. you can set up a Beguiled. I mean, you're not going to want to trigger it, and it doesn't actually take any icons off unless you do something with it. But if you if you're pushed and you've got you know a shitty setup, you might have a zero cost beguiled in your hand. Well, at least you can get it out onto a, you know onto a guy. Mm-hmm. Sure, and then go get a noble lineage if you need it. Exactly, go get a noble lineage. Go get a king's blood later on. Well, the king's blood uh, beguiled thing kind of works kind of quite nicely because you've got an attachment that's doing nothing. You can scrap it for a beguiled. Um, you can you know scrap it for a noble lineage later on if you're running out of power, if you've got no power icons. Obviously, the one cost. Uh, the the one cost um, icon stripping um, attachments kind of speak for themselves. You can kind of toolbox which ones you need left, right, and center. Um, also, you can go looking for disputed claims if you need renown at the last minute, uh, because renown triggers after the agenda. Um, yeah, there's lots of little things going on. You chuck a couple of poppies in. Seized by the guard. Once once you're playing against getting Marta, wars to come, and dawn comes down, you immediately get seized by the guard out or you know. <laughs> Uh, against the wall deck. He didn't end up putting the wall down until about turn three or four, but I did get to stick a Seize by the guard on his Queen's Crown, which kind of halted him, halted him for a few rounds. And So yeah, I love I loved toolbox decks. I used to love Black Sails in the first edition. Uh, toolbox decks are just the most fun you can have kind of playing, you know, especially in a tournament where basically you have to change your game every single time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's less consistent. Of course, it's less consistent. So toolbox decks, especially... Especially when it's all kind of in the one pile of cards, as opposed to being able to, you know, curate out of something like a, you know, a a sideboard or a another smaller deck. Sure, your deck will crap out on you, especially a 75 card one. But um, the two box element was just such great fun, and I was quite surprised at how flexible it was. And even when it was being shat on by kind of like Tyrell renown, was still managing to kind of pull stuff back. So yeah, I had a a lot of fun
2: with it. Had a lot of fun. How much value did you get out of the stag banner? Because obviously you mentioned disputed claim, you've mentioned uh, King's Blood. Is there anything else that really drew you to that? Uh, Cresson. Sure, he's pretty good in the cohort matter.
0: Just if you desperately need, well, well, um, Cress is great anyway. But Cresson was getting rid of frozen solids because of Martel Wolf. Um, so I think well, I'm sure I remember what it was King's Bloods. It was disputed claims. Uh, I was running a couple of Gendries and a couple of Bastards in the Hidings because there was a little kind of dominance kind of sub-theme in there as well with the Bastards. With the Bastards and obviously the six-cost Viper Intimidate and Power-off Bastards. So it was basically Sand Snakes and Bastards and Bastards and Sand Snakes and the like. Um, So there are probably probably better Barra cards that can go in there, admittedly. The really good Barra attachments, unfortunately, are Loyal. You know, traitor, for the, traitor to the Crown would be an amazing thing to bring in in the middle of a Challenges phase, but, you know, not on a Martell deck. <laughs> Sadly, yeah.
2: Were you running uh, Courtney Penrose or
0: the Bastard of the Night Song? The Bastard of the Night Song, definitely, because the Bastard of the Night oh, yeah. Song and the Viper are incredible together. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's great, it kind of it works a bit like when you're playing um Fast Eddie because you're kind of like round, oh he gets a power as well, oh and he gets a power as well, and he gets a power off your house, yeah, hey, great. So what they're they're an amazing pair, the two of them together. Okay. I'd love to have a look at it. Yeah, I'll, i mean So uh, shoot the list over, please. I might actually, for the first time ever, publish it. Oh wow. I've never bothered publishing the deck on Thrones B because I've never actually the event itself, uh waffle for too long, the event itself ended up being won by an Irishman by the name of Benjamin Fox. So, uh, yeah, an Irishman won the Scottish Regional.
2: Congratulations to him. Congratulations to him. At least, least it's, you know, like a kind of Celtic fringe. Yep. wasn't like a yep. an Englishman.
0: Yeah, amazing.
2: <laughs> Not like when uh, Wedge won Siege of Winterfell, of course.
0: No, I wasn't there for that. I imagine there were probably riots and uh, fights and all kinds of things broken. Yeah. But Wedge is a very humble man, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so yeah, I I quite understand the weekend, even though 3-2 is by no means a victorious result from from Swiss, but but it was good, it was good. It sounds
2: like, or looking at your results, all of your games either went to time or were basically about to go to time. So is that you or the deck?
0: That's a little opponents? bit. There's a little bit of both, right? Probably maybe 60-40 because I only built the deck the night before. Mm-hmm. I'm not the fastest point in the world. I'm not the slowest point in the world, but I'm not the fastest either. And what I was finding, what I was doing, is because I wasn't overly familiar with the deck, I was sitting there kind of going, right. If I want to trigger the agenda, what am I going to look for? What? And I'm mm. thinking, right, because I am. I'm thinking I'm going to get at least one trigger off this agenda because and because you can do it on every challenge you win that's you know that's fantastic and so it requires a little bit of planning ahead and it requires you to know what you want like all toolbox decks you kind of need to know what you want when you go for it so you're doing a lot of going through your deck and shuffling um but also i was playing against wars to come martyr wars to come i was playing against nice watch i was playing against a couple of the games went to time because they were quite tight you know you know the two tyrell games were really tight i won one i lost one so um so so yeah they ran a little bit long but if you're searching through a 75 card deck every you know every five minutes then that's going to add a little bit i need to get faster with it and i need to kind of be more familiar as to, familiar with what i need to go looking for basically at every uh, you know for every kind of toolbox occasion but i'm ha- I'll ha- happily kind of publish a deck and kind of like let see it i had a lot of fun with it and i i'm absolutely positive that someone will broke will build a better version of it absolutely but uh, Bear in mind, I think I'd got hold of the agenda card the day before. Um, that's the best I could do
1: at short notice. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's okay. That's already really nice. I mean, the agenda is so exciting, and seeing decks like yours, mm. uh, the one we saw from Wana this weekend, or from uh, Stefan as well. Mm. I and mean, yeah, I mean, it's a really, really exciting card.
0: Yeah, the two boxes are great to build. As long, I mean, you, you obviously you have to have a decent deck in there, and you it can't be all toolbox. But uh, and so that's maybe the bit that I need to work. You up. need the tools as well. Well, you need the box for the tools, right? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just tools. So I'm just kind of staring at it now, kind of going, "Yeah, I shouldn't have two of them, should I? But never mind. Well, was good. Forward to seeing it. Might give it a go uh, this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, By all means, I run two. I run two copies of No Use for Grief, Dave.
2: I like No Use for Grief. Me too. I'm a big fan of it.
0: So yeah, I hope everyone has a lot of fun with the uh, the goat banner because um, I think there's going to be uh, there's going to be some fantastically creative kind of decks built with it, and that's kind of that's that's what you want, right?
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: Okay. Do we have any more particular comments on on goat decks? Uh. Or is it worth leaving that until our next episode where we'll have ha- sat with them a couple of weeks and been able to actually give them more of a go?
0: Well, yeah, I'd be wary about kind of being too, trying to predict too much about how, uh, about what's going to happen with them, because this is literally like a 10 days into this agenda being out. I'd am be fascinated to kind of look... In a couple of weeks to look back on all the all the bullshit the various people around the world have built. Well, it,
1: built it's also it. the the fun of it to to take uh, risks and stances. So, what we can do if we want to be quick is one statement from each of us about what cohort or what the core meta will be or what core will be in the meta, and you can look back at it in a month or two to see how wrong we were.
0: All right, you first, then Um.
1: <laughs> okay, I believe looking forward. Uh, lo- looking the- also to Gen Con, I believe that Cohort will not make top 16 at Gen Con. Hmm. That's one statement. Who's next?
2: Is that because Americans can't play fun decks, they only have to play like, hyper-efficient jet decks?
1: I said one statement, no justification.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's either right or leave hanging. It's
1: like a bet. <laughs> it's like a bet, exactly.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, go on then, uh, Tony. What's your What's your statement?
0: My statement is that there is a really, really evil Lannister version of this out there somewhere, even more evil than the one that Niccolo uh, has built and won with a couple of weeks ago. I think there's a there's a there's a top tier, well top tier, one and a half. There's a okay, top so. tier Lanny, Lanny version of this somewhere, and I I won't be the one to build it, but I think somebody will build a fucking
1: incredible Lanny one. Okay, so that's your statement. There's an amazing Lannister cohort out there. Can yeah. you just precise the nationality of the player will be it? Well,
0: um. Just one statement, Vince. I'm not kind of going on. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> well, Aniston, I don't know. Um, mm. Nationality, you don't even have to go by name, but, you know, just the nationality I, to make it a bit Euro- more. Can I say European? Ah, there's so many different Ooh. meters in Europe. Mm. It's fairness, if you had said America, I would have said OK, but there are a lot of different meters there as well. So I guess, mm-hmm. yes, you can go European and see who wins the race between America and Europe. <laughs> yeah, go on, huh? yeah, go on. Nice. Dave, a statement.
2: I think that long-term cohort may make, or no, it's going to make me sadder than it's going to make me happy. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's going to because I haven't played it yet. I feel like it's going to frustrate me while I'm going to play while I'm playing other decks, but it's also going to uh, result in an uptick of alliance, and that makes me sad because that adds that means decks are thicker.
1: <laughs> and, uh, that nice. makes them harder
2: to mill <laughs> Yeah. and people can go and get milks yeah. on demand for my pillage characters mm-hmm. uh, fair um, enough but and and they're all running out of
1: ravens oh. <laughs> it is so, okay, so your, your, yeah. your statement basically is the restricted list was irrelevant even more with core coming out
2: <laughs> bastards such bastards <laughs> why didn't they oh they could bet anything on this head of dragon's tail mm. <laughs> and you know annals great counter to cohort which runs like zero events mm. oh so sad oh well it had its time in the sun
0: it will shine it will it's it shined so brightly yeah but it, it is tough pillaging 75 cards I'll give you that uh, oh well it is nice to win a fucking tiebreak on it though <laughs> yeah I bet mm
2: alright then I think that's probably just about us so as a quick little ender Blackwater is in two weeks please go yes. and visit us and if you are visiting us please register in advance so we have an idea of numbers hopefully by the time this is out prize support will be of be spoilt more than it already has been mm-hmm. uh, if not it will be imminent it is almost ready to be spoilt. <laughs> yay for doing things you know cutting things fine is the story of my life um <laughs>
1: You're not alone in this. I mean, it's, it's shared. <laughs> at least for the, for the delays, it's a shared responsibility, for sure.
2: Yeah, so, so do come along. Uh, it's always a good crack.
1: So, yeah, thank you, Vince, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure being here. No problem.
2: And, uh, listeners, we will see you, hopefully, as quickly as the next bus will come.
1: Au revoir.